Well, Celeste Katz-Marston is with us. She's our uh, correspondent in Boston, and we're going to welcome her. Celeste, good morning. Good morning. Look, I know, look, there's plenty to talk about, but, you know, the Watergate scandal, which is one of my favourite scandals, and these days, of course, if it happened under the previous president, I'm sure he wouldn't have resigned, but, uh, I mean, not necessarily when the first gate scandal was, it was Watergate, but who then... What was the next one? I'm not asking you to answer it, but at some point another scandal became the gate scandal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that ended up being used in, you know, certainly in the United States, anything. You know, if somebody uh, ate the last piece of toast, it's toast gate. <laughs> exactly. <you know? laughs> it's it's uh, gotten a much wider currency since then. Yes. Well, I mean, used all over the world. I mean, there was a, a scandal in Australia, the dairy gate scandal, because of some shonky thing happening with milk in Australia. And uh, there was a RAN contra gate and all, like everything was gate. I want to know what was the second gate? What was that next one after gate? Because that was a brave person who didn't know what they were doing. Anyway, there's plenty more to discuss, Celeste, and that is the biggest story in America right now. And I am struggling to come to terms with this. This is the Britney Spears story with her father, Jamie Spears, I think being removed as, as the person who um, was her conservator. I don't know whether we have this in Australia, but just give us a brief rundown of what a conservator does. Basically, it's somebody who is responsible for decision-making for another person who is considered not capable of acting in their own best interest. And so you have sort of this legal, I'm sure there's a different legal term, but it's kind of a guardianship almost. Uh, you know, if you're an adult, your parents uh, can advise you or help you, but they don't exercise the same kind of control over your daily life and specifically things like financial decisions. Uh, that uh, that you would have left to you as a uh, you know a competent adult. So in this case, Britney Spears, uh, obviously somebody who has a lot of wealth, a lot of uh, uh, fame, notoriety, uh, that kind of thing, uh, ended up coming under uh, pretty strict control, at least from what she has described of her father, including um, when she had to work and not work, how could she spend her money, even going so far as to prevent her from removing uh, a contraceptive device from her body so she could have children. Yeah, it seems extraordinary. He's been removed now. That doesn't necessarily mean that she's free to do whatever she likes, though. Isn't that the case? Yeah, I think that this is sort of a first step uh, in her getting back some more of her uh, autonomy, some control over her life. But uh, the thing is, is not over just yet. Uh, you know, there's been some discussion of maybe putting somebody else in there or if this is going to be done, I guess, in stages. I, I must uh, confess to the listening public that I am not the world's foremost expert on Britney Spears. But, uh, you know, from what I understand, um, he will be replaced as a conservator by uh, by an accountant. Not uh, uh, The conservator position will not be eliminated entirely, mm. at least not right yet. I mean, the, the thing I love most about Britney Spears is that her name is an anagram for Presbyterian. But anyway, <laughs> um, so there's a couple of things here. One is... The incredible passion that we have seen from Britney Spears fans, and they were the ones that did this. The Free Britney movement has been building a groundswell for the last few years as people found out about this, but her 
fans seem to be inordinately passionate, more than just about any other fans of any other pop star. It's, I find it rather unsettling in a way. I mean, it's, it's wonderful if she's now going to be freed, hopefully. But do you find this whole fan thing a little odd? Because I, I find it really odd that her fans were so passionate. Well, I think, look, I mean, and you see people who are, are super fans or whatever it is, people who spend their whole life following around a musical act, you know, sort of touring with the Grateful Dead or whatever it might have been, or have their home plastered with pictures of uh, some celebrity or go as far as having plastic surgery to look like somebody that they that they admire. Or they're crushing on that kind of thing. But yeah, this was something different. And I think that a lot of people who got involved in the movement really, you know, grew up with, literally and figuratively grew up with Britney Spears. She's been on the music scene for a long time, uh, started out very young, um, you know, showed a lot of talent, uh, did something that, you know, she influenced fashion as well as music, that kind of thing. Um, you know, the club scene, uh, in the U S and, and around the world. But I think that also people maybe felt this sort of, um, this sort of shock and, and, and almost fright at what was happening to her. Somebody who was a, a grown up person who had been wildly successful, um, by many measures, uh, ending up losing control over her own finances and even her own body. Yeah. I think that, you know, on some visceral level, that's just kind of scary. Well, it is scary because, I can understand it if it's somebody under the age of 18 that has a guardian who determines, you know, how they live and what their money is spent, especially if they've made a lot of money as a child actor or performer or something. Yes, I understand that. But once, I mean, I don't know how old Britney Spears is. She'd have to be in her late 30s, if not older, perhaps, I don't know. But surely, surely by now she's able to to look after herself. The interesting thing will be if she ever gets freed from this conservatorship, conservatorship, what she does with her money and with her, you know, the, who she gets married to or whatever, that will be the test, won't it? Because if she suddenly goes through all the money, then people think, well, hang on, why did you let her do that? Right. And and that's something that she's been talking about, obviously, you know, gotten involved in a relationship, I think engaged actually now. Um, but there is not going to be sort of this jump from total external control of her life to uh, total control of her own life and her own financial decisions. As we said, you know, there's going to be this sort of gradation there. This is not something that's going away immediately. And, you know, to be fair, I mean, yeah, she has exhibited some, you know, sort of erratic behavior in the past. I think she was going through a divorce at the time and so on. Um, she does have children that she's responsible for. So that is, I think, you know, something that is, is under consideration. But yeah, I mean, this has been a huge saga and people have been absolutely uh, you know, flooding social media with this free Britney hashtag and have shown up uh, in her support physically at a lot of different places. Um, certainly it's been all over the media here. I, I think that mm -hmm. people just feel a real connection to her for whatever reason and uh, have not been shy about, you know, sort of letting her know that they have her back. Yeah. All right. Interesting stuff. Now, one of the other things that's been bubbling along for quite a while is the social media, and in fact, you know, these huge, gigantic social media companies like Twitter, like YouTube, and how they allow things that are blatantly incorrect to be, you know, posted on their their platforms. Now, YouTube is banning anti-vaccine activists and all anti-vaccine content. 
Now, as mad as I think the anti-vaxxers are, what happened to freedom of speech? Well, I think this is something that we've come up against quite a bit when talking about social media. And obviously we saw it, and I think you and I have talked about it in terms of uh, Twitter particularly, uh, Facebook also, but Twitter was a big one during the Trump era when people were uh, propagating, the president himself at the time was propagating a lot of disinformation, misinformation, uh, sort of ginning people up to... uh, to get them to rally to his cause, whatever it might have been, you know, the cause du jour. But ultimately, these platforms are not subject to the same kinds of free speech regulations guaranteed in the Constitution. They are privately owned platforms. People do sign terms um, agreeing to conditions of of behavior and so on, which I think includes, uh, you know, the understanding that if you do something that the platform doesn't like, they can take away your right to speak on it, which is not the same thing as giving a speech in a public park or, uh, you know, demonstrating in a peaceful protest or something. It just, it, it is not... Um, it's not exactly the kind of town square that you envision when you talk about the right to express yourself freely. There are some restrictions. And now these platforms looking at what is happening uh, in this case with vaccine disinformation and not just about the COVID vaccine, but about all vaccines is taking action that they think is in the interest of public health and public safety. I think there's a difference between uh, saying that uh, people should have the right to uh, express themselves uh, about some political issues and telling people to take, uh, you know, a, mm. uh, a, an anti-parasitic yes, exactly. medication yeah, that for sure. horses. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But of course, you know, if you say that the election was rigged, I mean, that's it's not as dangerous as saying take a horse tranquilizer or something or a horse parasite killer. That's that's I understand that it's different, but it, it you know it, it it just erodes faith in democracy. In the same way, doesn't it? I, I, I'm, I'm all yeah, I for mean, the if boot. You, yeah, if you want to know if it's, if you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, I mean, yeah, to, to, to your point, I mean, if you want to talk to people about whether it's as dangerous, uh, you know, ask anybody who was at the United States Capitol on January exactly. 6th, if people getting, uh, people getting spun up over ideas that the election was rigged or that the political system is, is rigged. Uh, you know, we saw actual violence and that violence did result in human death and not just one person, not just two persons, not just three people. So, I mean, you know, uh, on, on a very wide scale, the number of people who have gotten sick or died from COVID-19 in the United States, certainly yes. uh, much higher than the number of people who were injured or killed at the U.S. Capitol. But I think that the idea of misinformation and disinformation contributing to those things, uh, I, I, it's hard to make an argument against that. Indeed. By the way, Alan tells us that Brittany is 39 years old. So it's you, extraordinary that someone who's 39 should have every aspect of her life still controlled by her father. All right, now... We hear from time to time that this was a terrible year for various species, that this number went extinct. But we've heard today that the US has declared that 23 species, including the ivory-billed woodpecker, are now officially extinct. And it takes a while, does it not, to become extinct, I mean, obviously, but to be named as being extinct, because no one's seen this woodpecker since the 40s, I think. 
Yeah, this was uh, that particular bird had not been seen, I think, in almost 80 years. And, you know, these are protected species uh, under the, uh, you know, under federal law. So this is the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, I believe. Um, and this is a very big group. I think this is the biggest group that has ever been sort of written off the books uh, since the law was created. The Endangered Species Act was created here in 1973. So you have a bunch of different species. And, um, you know, there's bats, birds, um, uh, there's water life, uh, you know, mussels, um, mm -hmm. fish, a plant. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think that this is this is something that may give some people pause, like, look, um, maybe how good of a job are we doing at protecting these species? Not very good, I would think. I don't know uh, how this is done, but do you think it's deliberate that the Biden administration has announced this? I don't know whether we had announcements like this under the previous administration. Would that be fair to say? I, I don't remember anything quite this dramatic happening during the, the prior administration. And I'm not you know, going out there and saying that uh, the Trump administration you know, hated birds or something. <laughs> he used to talk about birds quite frequently, actually, when he was talking about uh, wind power and turbines yes. and birds getting killed there. So maybe maybe at a soft spot for birds. I I don't know. Mm. Uh, not not a not going to go out there too far. But um, yeah, th I I think that it is interesting that this is coming out now. It could have been a timing thing as well. But um, certainly the I think you hear more from from this administration about protecting the environment, mm. paying attention to climate change and things like that. But do you also think, I mean, declaring something extinct that has not been seen in 80 years, I mean, that's it's taking its time to do that. I mean, why not have said that 50 years ago? Right. I, th I think that maybe at, at some point there's just sort of a general reckoning and they're looking at, I don't want to say like sort of looking at the database and doing mm -hmm. a sort on who, who hasn't been seen in the, the mm. longest time. But, um, you know, I think mm. this is something that's done periodically mm. and it just happens to be that this is a very large group. I can only hope that that bird flies out of the, you know, the forest at some point and people see it and say, oh, because that does happen from time to time, doesn't it? That right. birds and animals thought to be extinct suddenly turn up again. And finally, you know, in Australia, one of the obsessions that people have is real estate prices. I'm guessing maybe in Boston people feel the same way. Tell me about this house, which went for, you know, 399000 I think, which it sounds pretty good for a house in Massachusetts. What's, what's the matter with it? Yeah, this is a, a house in uh, Melrose, Massachusetts, which is a suburb of Boston, and it's uh, going for 399 I think it's uh, three bedrooms, uh, just over 1,800 square feet. And, uh, you know, it sounds like a pretty good deal, except the thing burned. It uh, didn't burn quite to the ground, but... Uh, it is being sold as is. And if you look at some of the photographs of this thing, I mean, it's charred, it's boarded up. But uh, it, it can be yours with a low, low price of $399,000. Considering a lot of people buy these places just to knock them down and build it again, you know, you know rebuild something on the same spot, this is just buying a block of land, really, for $399,000, isn't it? And that's pretty cheap, I reckon. 
Yeah, I mean that you're basically buying it for the land. I think that if you if you look at this, it looks like a little sort of gingerbread house gone terribly, terribly wrong. And so, uh, I don't think you'd be living in this. I mean, unless you were filming a horror movie, perhaps. Hello. But uh, if you're just interested in the land, then uh, okay, this might be the one for you. By the way, someone says the more wind turbines uh, turbines they build, the more bird and bat species will become extinct. All of our larger birds will become extinct very soon. Well, it's taken them 80 years to announce that woodpecker was extinct. So I don't know that our birds, I mean, some birds are obviously under threat, but there are some that aren't. There's not all the birds are going to go, are they? I mean, this is a pretty dire situation, though, that we're living in, isn't it, Celeste? Yeah, I mean, not an expert on ornithology either <laughs> you know it's over up there with my britney spears expert level but i'm pretty sure that wind turbines are not the only thing that are going to drive major bird species into extinction i think there are other issues like loss of habitat yeah. pollution uh lots of other stuff going on there indeed all right okay well thank you very much for that we will speak again in a couple of weeks where no doubt even more exciting things will happen and we may have further news on Britney Spears. I'll let you go down and, you know, just stream some of her music and uh, get in touch with your Britney side. Celeste, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Celeste Katzmaston in Boston, Massachusetts.